0: Bang, bang, he shot me down Bang, bang, I hit the ground Bang, bang, that awful sound Bang, bang my baby shot me. Duckie, duckie,
1: duckie. He swung in right footed. In it comes. And it's a corner. It's taken into it the right hand corner. And Charlton's set piece nightmare goes on. Joe Garner. First to react to the corner. Glancing header To the right hand side of Henderson. He couldn't keep it out. <laughs> twists on it little chip ball back to Goodmanson on the left of the edge of the penalty yeah. shot a goal there's the equaliser marvellous work down this right hand side of Charlton Motta and Mackinac Mackinac made something out of nothing as he hassled Bailey Wright as it approached the touchline, little touch in the Motta did a step over and then picked out Goodmanson on the right hand edge of the D and his left foot shot left Lindergaard grasping at air and Charlton have it back at one all Lindegaard can grab it and throws it away. Solly across there, read it, and uh, that's good work from Lennon as well. But it's uh, they've both beaten to it. And it's going to need the work of Fox. He's got two men all round him. One of them beating him. He's got uh, Cousins in, a- Robinson in the box, who buries it for Preston. And Charlton get done on the break. <laughs> Back out to Lookman. There's a problem. Is in the penalty area. There's a little uh, pushing and seven. and there's a red card showed here. And it's shown to Harry Lennon. I think didn't see what was happening there. There was something going on in the uh, six yard box. The Preston man went down in a heap, and Lennon's been given a red card.
0: Hit the ground, bang, bang, that awful sound.
2: Bang, bang, I used to shoot you down. Roland Duchatelet and Catchy Merrill of Shots Down, ladies and gentlemen, to League One. Hello and welcome to Charlton Live. It's the big match preview. It's Thursday, the 25th of February. My name is Lou Menes. I'm your host for this podcast. Joining me in the studio here at the soon to be League One venue, The Valley, is, uh, is Nathan and Nathan.
3: Uh, yeah, still trying to live the dream. <laughs> yeah. Trying.
2: It's, it's turned into a bloody nightmare, isn't it? <laughs>
3: uh, uh,
2: yeah. On yeah. tonight's show, we're going to look back at Tuesday's 2-1 defeat at Deepdale against Preston North End. We're going to hear from Jose Riga and Johan Berg-Goodmanson. We're going to talk about, Jason, your return to the under-21s and being replaced in the first-team uh, bench by Simon Clark. We're going to talk about tonight's protest uh, for a fiver uh, trending attempt. Uh, on Twitter, which is going on as we record, uh, and we're going to look ahead to Saturday's game with Reading, uh, talking about Jan Kermigan's comments uh, on the Get Reading uh, website again today. Um, we heard there the the commentary highlights uh, Terry Smith manfully on his own because, uh, well, I'm not allowed to speak to, uh, to him these days, am I? Uh, up, up at Deep Dell uh, talking us through uh, an, another defeat, and for me, too late now, it's, it's gone. Seven points, eight points, if you look at the goal difference, mm. there's, there's no coming back now, is there, no?
3: Um, <laughs> I'm still trying to be optimistic. I'm trying to, um, you know, we've still got quite a few games, um, but, you know, it's we are running out of time. And like you said, it's including a goal difference. It's going to take a um, Herculean uh, effort <laughs> from us to... Uh,
2: we we were lucky that um, that Huddersfield equalised late on at NK Dons, otherwise the, the gap would currently be would nine been, points, and then yeah. then it really would be a write off, wouldn't it?
3: Yeah, and it's just this, it's the same sort of um, we've been saying it for weeks now. Just sort of it's like groundhog, really. You know what I mean? It's the same goals we're conceding. You know, as soon as we go our goal down, and just the, the look, just the whole life it's just the whole confidence just goes straight away and it's you might as well just blow the whistle then it seems and then we obviously we'll probably talk about it but we just we've got one back but then i could only see it going one way it's just like i can't remember the last game away game where we i look at it and go oh i think we get a, i think it was mk dons actually the last game I Thought we might actually get something here to be honest and obviously that didn't turn out yeah. <laughs> as well as
2: yeah exactly well um yeah the game started i think in a similar vein to the Fulham game Charlton actually started with some decent possession uh, in and around the middle of the park and as we looked to go forward towards the edge of the uh, you know, the, the final third was where we are being let down once again a couple of times Morgan got in down the left and his cross was overhit. and then we saw the same from Adamola. Ola did really well by the corner flag to weaves and space In completely over hit mm. uh, across Motta did it from the other side and um, so I think the fact that both teams started with three at the back meant there was actually quite a lot of space down those wings, and Charlton did seem the more likely at the time to to try and exploit that. So it was an interesting formation for us, Preston or often play three at the back, so we were sort of matching up to them, uh, and you know. It's all well and good. Too many times recently we said, well, actually, that looked okay. This looked okay. Too many times we've said that in the second half of this season and come away with nothing because we concede such a silly goal. We conceded three times from corners at Fulham, and we've gone and done it again. Joe Garner able to head into the far corner. No one on the post, which is question marks, and had, had uh, Hendo scrambling. There's, there's nothing really he could have done about that. Mm. Um, but too many times.
3: Yeah, I mean, and it was interesting he's actually gone for the... Uh three at the back because I think it was evident from all of our games no matter who we seem to play in the middle two when we we're playing 4-4-2 four, four, we always just seemed to get overrun um, and then I know he sort of experimented, experimented with a one up top and we had two sitting and obviously that wasn't working but maybe it was a bit of his hand was forced a little bit in terms of injuries and stuff um, and obviously Preston play that way as well whether or not he'll go again um, with the three at the back um, on Saturday remains to be seen but I think with the players we've got available I think that's probably you know the way it is and again like you said another corner another set piece um, and I, I was thinking about it all, all since Tuesday really it's like why is it corners I mean why are we that bad at not even defending corners it's scoring I mean apart from Mackinac scoring at Rotherham I mean, when's the last time we've been? Re-
2: Jacko got one. Jacko got a couple this season, didn't he? mean Jacko talks a lot about attacking corners, mm. about how he, he, he doesn't think we're we're aggressive enough in, in yeah. that sort of vein. And, may, and maybe it's true because it wasn't uh, the the the, uh, the equaliser? We're talking about the equaliser. It was a good goal from Johan and. Mm. Um, uh, we'll hear from him in a minute, but he's, he started to play a bit more of a central role. He was playing, well, I said it was a 3-5-2, it was sort of a 3-4-1-2, one, one, yeah, because yeah. Johan was playing in, in, the, in the hole between, yeah, yeah behind uh, McEnoch and, and Luckman, so he was much mm. more central and he was getting involved a bit more, mm. um, and uh, he'd already had a sighter from, from the distance he scored from in the, uh, earlier on where the keeper spilled it and McEnoch couldn't quite get onto it, but then he, he scored a good equaliser. and so then... Mm. You get you get back into it and you think right. It's so important what's going to happen at the start of that second half.
3: Yeah, and I think I think that's Joey's um, best position. I mean, obviously, I don't think he, he's not a left winger per se because he likes to get involved and come inside. And when he was playing out on the right, I thought he was so predictable for defenders and everyone knew what, exactly what he was going to do. Um, I think where he's in that half probably his most effective, and um, you know he's got a good goal and you know he tried a couple of things and it didn't quite come off, but. Again, it's it's just getting that balance right. Of obviously, if you're going to have him in the hole, you're going to have you're going to need two other quite disciplined central midfielders. And obviously, I know Bars played played okay the last couple of weeks. um, Obviously, against Fulham, and um, obviously he came on against he came on against Preston, didn't he? So
2: yeah, at times he looked okay. Yeah,
3: but but then again, you know, it's again it's it's numbers game, and it's just you know I think we're just sort of trying again, just trying to get an eleven out, and we're not never having a settled side and. I think that's a, just a detriment to obviously our um, results and uh, looking at the fixtures, it, I just looked at it just now, it doesn't, I can only see one win and that's, that's being, trying it to be against MK Dons at home and yeah. it's not like we're, the, we're like world beaters and then no. I can't after, after the MK Dons I can't see us getting a point, we've got Birmingham, Ipswich, QPR Burnley uh, yeah the list goes on so that's, yeah I don't know, yeah, so, we, yeah, <laughs> so,
2: so we're going at half time at one off uh we look to um we look to try and assert some sort of dominance at the start of the second half. There's a mm-hmm. wonderful run into the box from uh, Adam Oliverman. He got a ball across. Uh it went sort of floated across the face of goal, really. No one there to turn it home on the line. Uh turned behind for a corner. We we've become so good at conceding from corners, we've managed to concede from our own one down the <laughs> other end. Johannes uh, cross didn't beat the first man, came back out to him. He got it into the middle, Linograd took it, claimed it, threw it out. And this is where you, you see, um, I think it's Solly and Motta go for a challenge and sort of slow them down, mm. sort of get in each other's way at the same time. And then it comes to Morgan. And, you know, Morgan's certainly been a someone who's um, been spoken about a lot mm. by fans. And I've, I've, I've always said he does get a, a bit of a harsher rap than certain people do. I think he's, he's given out as a scapegoat a bit. But at the same time, he, he has made a big mistake here. And I'm sure he'll yeah. put his hands up for this one. He's, he's, been, uh, he's, been, you know, he's had to come over from the left-hand side to the right-hand side to try and deal with something he's... Um, putting a, a, a sort of a soft clearance and he's got nutmegged and the ball comes across and there's I think Robinson just to turn it back we didn't get we didn't have numbers back because we were up there and we didn't get back in, in time and there was two of them there who could have turned it home but it was Robinson who picks it off and you know this it all comes from a set piece that wasn't mm. delivered properly
3: yeah I mean obviously with, with the you know with the situation we're in you're gonna have to take some risks to try and obviously on set pieces um but again it goes back to you need a leader who obviously is going to organize it and Sort of try and nullify that threat if they do come away on the break. And obviously, we didn't do it well enough. Um, because, um, obviously, they called. But, um, mm-hmm. in terms of Morgan, yeah, again, you know, when it goes back to the criticism he had, I've, you know, I never said, you know, that people can't criticise him. Of course, if he has a bad game, he does. I just think it's the manner that we do it. Um, and yeah, like you said, I think Morgan probably would say that he may be at fault for the goal, but, you know, it's one of them things. We're just, we're down there. We've just got to, just got to try and get on with it now and just try. And try and be optimistic, even though it's increasingly difficult as the weeks go by. Mm.
2: Um, after the goal, we see um, I think Sonogo come on. Rob, 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 no, let, let's cheer everyone. Up. Rob Fanny came on.
3: <laughs> he got a reception from both sides. Yeah, it he? was
2: really funny. <laughs> the, uh, the Preston fans also laughed when they read his name out. Then he didn't actually come on the pitch for another 15 seconds. They all stood up and started cheering. So at least that was a bit of fun. Um, <laughs> he was uh, he was spreading it sort of wide on the wing. Was uh, was mm. Fanny? Um, <laughs> <laughs> he uh he, he, I mean, he'd done okay but it was it was too late I mean it was to be honest after that it was a, the, the, the game followed a similar pattern throughout like Charlton were enjoying possession mm. final third we just couldn't really get any quality inside the box I think so, like so say Sonego came and we saw one chance to, right towards the end where he had a shot that was deflected wide. but of course before that um mm. Another corner, another corner. Like, I'm starting to hate corners of all, yeah. of all descriptions. Because like we conceded from one, con- then conceded from our own one. Then Harry Lennon got sent off from our own one. The the ball came over from Lookman again. It didn't beat the first man. Got headed out. So I- we were all following the ball. Then I just hear something, some commotion in the six yard box. The-, the crowd, the crowd's up, moaning. And you can see Garner's down, clutching his face, mm. and you can see people. Sort of initiating that he'd done an elbow or something, Harry Lennon. We didn't see it. I, I still haven't seen a replay as well, so I don't know if anyone has. But um, yeah, and the referee, uh, no hesitation, comes over and, and shows Lennon the, the red card. And uh, we'll hear from Johan in a bit, and from Jose. Both both say really that he has to, He really has to learn from this mistake because it is frustrating at this time. But you can't. We just can't deal with losing someone mm. who, who's sort of growing into his position like Harry Lennon is. Yeah,
3: I mean we've. Um... You know, me and Tom have all sort of said uh, a number of times now um, that we know that, you know, there's talent there. Uh, I think no one's debating that, but I think in my, well, my opinion anyway, he he come, sometimes I think he's a bit naive and I think he's a bit over-eager to get in the... Um, get a tackle in, but I mean, obviously you can't condone what he'd done. Or I assume if it's the reports are right that he yelled by someone and he has come out since and apologised over yeah. Twitter. So obviously he knows he's done something, whatever that may be. And you know, he, you know, he's been thrust in a situation which, you know, we've just got to get on with. But, and, um, yeah, hopefully he can learn from it because he's obviously made our chances a, a lot more difficult in that mm. game and also with the games coming up. He's
2: going to have a, a free match yeah. then, for for uh, violent conduct. Um, yeah, and then we see. Uh, so yeah, we saw. Uh, Yaya had the only real chance since we we came back into it. And I think the game was. Uh, well just the season was summed up really after that. The uh, the corner come over and they they broke quite comfortably and they ended up trying to hold it by the corner flag. Ended up giving us a throw in by our own corner flag. Uh, Morgan threw it to El uh, Elhedjy Bar. Bar tried to return it to him. Just kicked it straight off the pitch for a, a press and throw right by the corner flag, and that was the last kick of the game. That the final whistle went and. Like I say, it's only by a miracle at the MK uh, Stadium MK that that we're not nine points away from safety and we're only seven.
3: Yeah, I mean, and obviously with Sonogo coming on, he's obviously st- he's not matching 100 percent still. So we're still he's obviously still trying to get in the swing of things, and um, and it I think it just shows how sort of light our squad is. And um, yeah, no, I know I sort of saw the uh, pass that went out for the uh, throw. <laughs> which... It was funny, but at the same time, it's not. It's not, yeah. It was, it's, but, yeah. Just, mm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, we just literally, again, we've got another suspension now. We've got a couple of injuries. I don't, know, I don't think Chris is playing so on Jordan Saturday. Cousins went off injured again. We saw,
2: yeah. we'll hear from, <coughs> from Joseph. They thought they'd rested They'd rested him for the Fulham game, thinking he'd be fresh enough but in the second half. That injury flared up again.
3: Mm. But, it's, again, having had... I mean, how much assessment have you given to for it to flare up that quickly? It yeah. wasn't fairly early on, wasn't it? It yeah. wasn't like.
2: This is this is the same player that um, away at Bristol City fainted at half time, wasn't it? Because yeah. we've pushed him too hard when he was ill. And your players are pushing themselves hard because the squad's too small. Yeah. You know, I mentioned two names at the start of the podcast, and you can blame them for this. Yeah. And but, you can squarely blame them for the fact that we're going down to League One. It's mm. embarrassing.
3: So, I mean, if you, you know, we got to that stage where, you know, with Jacko's injured, Diego. As was you know he's been in there and then Jordan's coming in so again because we've got lack of numbers he's having to play there like, I mean he had to play Solly in the middle didn't he with Joey um, recently
2: Solly <laughs> started in central midfield yeah and it's, it's like what are we doing
3: it's just crazy it's just because it's because we don't have enough players it's just it's just yeah so not only if we're short on players you're forcing other people to play we're not obviously fit enough to play and then so we've got people that are not fit to play because of they're getting pushed too far and you've got Low knees coming in that are not fit to play. That getting pushed into the starting up anyway. So it's just a whole of a sort of mishmash of just yeah. underfit in- players.
2: Interesting, I guess, at uh, the point that the fact that uh, Solly played in the middle over Diego poya who's a, mm. cent- a defensive central midfielder as well, shows mm. perhaps what um, what uh, what what Jose thinks of of uh, Diego and certainly his performance. Perhaps on Saturday, which were against Fulham, where he didn't really set the world alight, did he?
3: Mm. No, well, this is the thing. Diego is. It's an odd one because when he came into the side, it was like we sort of had nothing to lose. And he came in and we went on that little bounce and, you know, his confidence was up. You know, he tried things that, you know, he probably wouldn't usually do. And obviously he played some really good games for us. And then since he's come back, I don't know, you know, he's he's a ball player, but is he a battler? And that's what I think... Jose sees. I don't. I think I don't think he's doubting his ability as a passer, but I think he's probably doubting his ability as a battler in a in a middle, um, which is what we're going to need. So I don't know. It is a bit strange how he's sort of out of favour, but I can, that's the only thing I can think of. Maybe yeah, Jose doesn't think he's up for the fight, so to speak.
2: Yeah. Well, there's so much. Uh, there's so much we could talk about. We've got a lot of audio on tonight's podcast. View mm. as well. The first uh, Jose interview we caught up with. Um, we caught up with uh, with Jose Riga. After the, uh, the game at Preston, he's trying to remain as positive as possible, I, I guess, as he would until it's mathematically yeah, uh, impossible. He actually doesn't, he really, he yeah. can't really
3: come out and say, oh yeah, well we're down now. So. Mm.
2: But um, yeah, despite perhaps a slight bounce in performances, <laughs> there's, still, um, there's still absolutely no uh, bounce in results, unfortunately. Let's hear what Jose had to say after the game at Preston. Jose,
4: uh, another promising performance, uh, some more uh, decent play from Alex, especially in the first half, but regrettably, another defeat must be hard to take. Yeah,
5: sure. Um, we we are both disappointed and frustrated a lot because um, we emphasize this kind of situation because we we conceded on set pieces last game, so we were working on it. We changed um, just a little bit our shape because we think that it was the best way to play this game. And we, we, we were good in the game, I mean, so normally with this kind of situation, position, we had good opportunity maybe again it's about the last choice about the cross about the quality so we missed some opportunity to hurt the opponent before he did on on, on set pieces but anyway uh, i think that the cofinan has to grow through the game with the way we were playing and then again it's about mistake uh, individual mistakes so we we cannot thinking uh, having point if we repeat this kind of situation i was happy with the first game first three first game because we, we we score at set piece we didn't concede and we know the importance of a clean sheet so yeah you know, we are very disappointed that that even with a lot of player of experience we we didn't do our job as we have to do in in this situation because at the end of the day the true is in the two boxes defensively offensively and that the part of the pitch that we were not able to master today.
4: You changed the shape uh, for this game, Jose. Compared to previous games, it looked like you set up with three at the back and then with two to wider players going forward. Uh, is that a, a shape that you look to uh, to use again in the future? Because you know, for the most part, uh, with the set piece aside, of
5: course, um, it, it looked to work uh, to work quite well. I try just to, to to find a way to to be effective with with the squad I have and. Um, it's another possibility that we can think about. I don't want to say that it will be the same shape for the next game, but I always think about the opponent also, the way we can we can we can match uh, the opponent and the way we can be effective in the game. So we did well, we did well. But you know, at the end of the day, it's about the score. So we'll see, we'll see. Uh, even in this kind of situation, even without not be able to take even one point Um, I cannot speak about positive things but I saw something from the game as last time but I repeat uh, we must be we have to be more consistent where we have to be because most important on the pitches two boxes and and there we are not at this moment and we have to be
4: and uh, the worrying thing of course is uh, games and time are are running out to, 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 to mount a an attempt to get out of the trouble that we're in. Uh, results sort of went in our favour today. But uh, can you uh, can you give any any glimpse going forward? People coming back. We saw Jordan going off today.
5: Uh, was that a repeat of his of, of his previous injury? Yeah, yeah. We 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 were trying to do it in a way that we, we can avoid this kind of situation because he was already ready to play the last game, but. We were thinking it was too too early, and even after the first half, it felt just nothing. So it's around second half that suddenly it feels something. So I hope, I hope that it's not um, for a long time, of course, because we need everybody fit. Um, the same problem with Chris Solly about his ankle, but I think it's not too important. I hope so. And for the rest, yeah, we, we, we have now a player with more time game as Marco Mota or Rod Fani, I had the possibility also to give. So we need, we need, we need concurrence, we need we need players ready and, and I repeat, maybe always the same, but it's reality, there are still many games to play.
4: Our chances of getting back in the game were made worse because of the sending off uh, to Harry Lennon. Did you see anything of that?
5: No, really not, but... Uh, I don't want to to say too much about because i have to review it but it can be a very important stupidity to do this kind of thing when we are already in this kind of situation the frustration uh, is not the way to 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 solve the problem i mean frustration you have to put it on the pitch by 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 running by finding other solutions but i repeat i didn't see really, and I have no time to, to see any, anything about the game, so we'll see later. Any players uh, looking to come back for the, for the game on Saturday? We'll see with Jekyll. Mm, we don't know exactly, uh, and we will make, of course, the assessment of two players who have to, to, to ask Chris and, and, and Jordan today. um, Alou Diar, um was good, but then he has been stopped this week because he has um, some problems with his tour, so we don 't know exactly who is able to, to 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 play on Saturday. What I know that we have enough players to do the job, but we have to, to to think that we are not allowed to make even a little mistake in our situation, so we have to to to, to compete in a way that all these little things who make the, the thing more difficult any time we have to, to, to master it.
2: Thanks, Jason. Uh, Jason, there's been a, a change in your coaching staff this week. Obviously, Jason, you'll step back to the under-21. Simon Clark's made the step up. Um, firstly, were you disappointed that Jason wasn't able to continue in the first team dugout? And, and what are you expecting from Simon Clark?
5: I think that, uh, again, I can only master what I can master. <laughs> so, But, um, yeah, I have now uh, Simon in my staff. I'm happy with uh, because you know, also the players you know, the young players and yeah it he will help us as as chosen did in in the past so I uh, still the same number let's say in my staff and then we are working hard to find a solution uh, about the team in the next week so
2: what's the atmosphere been in, in the dressing room since, since I come off the pitch
5: you can imagine I think yeah uh, the same that um, I have some difficulty to explain all this because when we prepare the game, of course, we, we think about everything and to be ready, and we were ready. But then, again, it was not, uh, let's say, a too much complicated corner that we conceded. So, yes, some some little things that in our situation have a bigger and a much bigger importance. So, we have to solve this problem and to, to look forward and then try to, to find... In which way we can improve, even, I repeat, everything is, is show, is prepare. And then after it's about taking our responsibility for, for, for the next year, And then just find a way to, to get out of this situation with the win.
1: Cousins. Lovely ball into the part of Goodmanson. Can he take his man on? No, he does. He's trying to be pulled back, but he's in the area. The ball across to Vedder And there's a goal. Charlton have the lead again. Super work. Firstly from Henderson to rolled it out to Cousins, who did a pinpoint pass into the part of Goodmanson. And instead of Goodmanson going on his own, a slide ball across the penalty area, picked out Vedder who buried his chance and Charlton 2-1 up.
2: That's the Live here. Live. Big match preview. We're going to look ahead to the game with uh, Reading on protest for a fight on Saturday. Well, football for a fight, a day protest for a fight. But i for being honest, uh, uh, on Saturday. Um, uh, that was uh, Jose Riga talking about the game against uh, Preston, which we lost obviously on Tuesday. Uh, I asked him about Jason Newell, and that's one of the things we're going to pick up on uh, South London uh, Press reporting during the week. Uh, that Jason Yule was unable to agree terms with Cholton. Um, not necessarily money, but it doesn't mean it wasn't money. Um, it could be due to the fact that perhaps he, he didn't want to know that um, he didn't want to be in a position like Damian Matthews, who, who was sacked uh, along with Guy Luzon and therefore didn't have a job anymore. Uh, he perhaps wanted to be able to fall back on the under twenty one role you know terms is a, a, ne- doesn 't necessarily mean that but it, it could it could mean anything really um, and replaced by Simon Clark, who has done an absolutely cracking job at um at, on the under twenty one level since he stepped up He was at the under eighteens at the start of the season he stepped up um when jason Yule stepped up to the the first team uh, as I was arriving at deepdale on on tuesday night um, i saw um, I saw Simon Clark walking into the uh, in, well, trying to get into the ground. And I thought, he's not normally here. And I thought, oh my God, I'm going to break a massive story, Simon Clark, to step up to the first team. Got onto Twitter, so I like, just seen Simon Clark. And I sat down and uh, spoke to Ollie, who apparently had already tweeted it. <laughs> an <hour> <laughs> so I didn't get to break a story. But... Um, Interesting point. I mean, first of all, Jason Yule is obviously a club legend, and you know, no matter which way you look at it, it's pro- probably disappointing to see him stepping away from the first team.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, as you said, you know, it's not all about money. Um, it might not been about it might have been a case where you know he's had a he's had a bit of a taster with it, and the situation, and he's, he might say, "No, it's not for me at the moment. I just want to carry on. I was enjoying myself doing the under twenty ones, and he just wants to focus on that. Maybe I don't know, um, but obviously with him going. Back um, to do the job that he was doing very well. with The under twenty ones, obviously, as you said, Simon's come up, um, knows the players, knows the especially the younger ones um, very well. You know, so you have got the Tareks, the Addies, and Morgans, and so forth. Um, so yeah, but it's it was yeah. I, I, I didn't anticipate for Jason to be in that sort of role forever. Even though I'd like him to, I was pretty pretty sure he was going to go back down to the youth setup. I was surprised he didn't go back down there when Jose came back in um anyway so um yeah obviously we're never going to know the full story but I, i would probably if i had to put my hat on the line sort of thing i would say it's probably more to do with that you know he's probably not enjoying it that much to be honest and he just wants to build up his experience and do the things that he was enjoying before and then if an opportunity comes with with us or another club you know just like nathan jones has Mm. You know, maybe he wants to follow those first. Yeah. I don't know, but
2: when uh, you, you heard in the the Jose Riga interview, there when I asked him about the the Jason Yule situation, he said that um, he can't control mm. what he can't control, or something along those lines. Yeah, he can't master what yeah, he, he, can't he can He can only master what, or something. Yeah. Can, yeah, something like that. Um, the uh, so obviously that I mean that shows that. Jose do, didn't didn't have the say whether the, the Jason would be in his coaching team. So perhaps do you think do you think that is perhaps a little bit strange that the manager doesn't get to pick his own coaches? I mean, I know like we say, it is terms that we that couldn't mm. be agreed, so we're not really certain what happened there. But
3: yeah, I mean that's what I mean. For for all we know, Jose could have said I wanted Jason, but Jason said no, it's not for me. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's all it's just such a grey area, isn't it? Is again, there's just no really no one really knows what's happened and we just sort of it's just been like a sort of substitution isn't it really so simon on for jason mm. really i mean and yeah so but every time you know every time i've heard simon speak he speaks a lot of sense i know he's quite far, just like jose is mm. um, i'm not saying that jason isn't obviously um so yeah hopefully he can bring something something different so maybe some fresh ideas i don't know but yeah i don't know it's a bit of a Bit of an odd one,
2: yeah. Okay, so that's uh Jason. you stepping back from his role as uh, as a first team coach, uh, which he was on an interim basis, uh, he, <laughs> he, even out interimed Carol Fryer, which is impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, and uh, being replaced by by Simon Clark Right. Um, also, after the game at Deepdale on Tuesday evening, uh, Johan Berg-Goodmanson was kind enough uh, to, to come out and speak to uh, myself and Terry, the uh, the goal scorer, Johan. Let's hear what he had to say about his uh, sort of positional change over the last few weeks and the fact that these uh, slightly improved performances are still returning. Uh, Zero points.
4: Yeah, man. Uh, well, congratulations for getting back on a score sheet. It must be nice to uh, to get uh, to get back in the in the goals. But uh, overall, obviously, disappointed at the result.
6: Yeah, I mean, obviously, when you score and you lose again, doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter for me. It's only nice if you if you get a point or at least or three points when you score a goal. It's obviously nicer. But yeah, today, obviously, another another goal from a set piece, and then yeah, from our set piece, a goal from there. So it wasn't obviously. Wasn't good, and uh, yeah, just two mistakes, and they 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 got two goals. But wasn't good today.
4: It's be difficult to contend with a similar story in the first half against Fulham, where we have a decent amount mm-hmm. of possession, decent amount of control, a decent amount of chances, yeah. and then still end up losing the game. Uh, how frustrating is that in the dressing room, and uh, can the lads bounce back?
6: Yeah, it's very difficult because, as you've seen, first half we were a much better team. They they couldn't control us. We were. We kept the ball much more than I did, and uh, we had few chances. Uh, and then we get this goal from a set piece, a uh, mistake from us. So the only thing we can blame is ourselves. Uh, but I think overall we, we shouldn't have lost that. We should have definitely at least got a point for this from this game.
4: As players, do you, uh, do you see how the, the games pan out, and uh, especially in the last couple of weeks, where you are getting a decent amount of control and possession and chances, uh, and think, well, we're doing most of the things right, mm-hmm. and it's something we can build on?
6: Yeah it is, but it's tough when you're playing playing well. It's difficult to say when when we're losing all these games but we are still we are playing quite well. We are playing, keeping the ball, we are quite dangerous but obviously we don't score enough goals and we concede silly silly goals from mistakes, so that obviously is not a good combination combination, so but we have to keep on going. I mean, we can take positives from every game and uh, we'll take from uh, from this this game first half and and yeah, second half as well. I we were half decent, but obviously losing 2 nil is, is, is not good enough. And you've got this
4: more uh, central role um, whereas uh, you've been on the tu- uh, out on the touchline mm. in recent past. Are you enjoying that central position uh, better than, than being out wide? Well, it's just
6: all trying to get on the ball. It's been difficult
2: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four
0: weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
6: i in positions on the wing and it hasn't been happening for me, so obviously they, they moved me into the midfield and trying to get me more involved, and that's, that's been yeah, quite good for me, but still we come back to the same point. We're losing games, and that's never, never nice.
4: And obviously when we're going down to 10 men, it's very difficult to come back uh, from being there. When you're 10 men, did you see much of the sending-off? Did you see what, uh, what what caused it?
6: No, I didn't see it, but the, but the lads say eh, it was a red card. and yeah, Harry has to hold his head up and, and say it was his mistake and, and, and he has to say sorry for that. But that's football, I mean, sometimes you lose it and uh, he did it today and obviously it wasn't good, but uh, he's a young kid and he will learn from that.
4: I appreciate you coming back out in the cold. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh,
2: get yourself home and yeah. uh, good luck with the next Yeah, and that seven points, the gap now. Is, is there still the belief in, in the dressing room that you can avoid the drop?
6: Yeah, you got to believe it. Obviously, it's, it's, it's tough, but you got to keep believing. And uh, uh, yeah, We've got a home game next and uh, the fans will be on our side 100%. Today, they were great today. and Hopefully, we'll get them uh, three points on Saturday. That's, that's, we need to start winning games and, and quick. And hopefully we can do that Saturdays with the help of the fans.
2: Yeah, like I say, it was, it was a lot of fans who came out on mm. a, a long journey today. Yeah. And they, did, they They stuck with the team. Yeah, didn't definitely.
6: They? It was good to see they stuck with the team. And that's always nice. Uh, that's the only thing we can do. We have to stick together. I mean, it's, nobody wants to be in this position. And uh, obviously the lads are down. I know the fans are down, but the only thing we can do is stick together and, and try to, to yeah not get relegated. That's uh, the only thing uh, should be the aim of everybody.
2: What was the spirit like in the dressing room when you got
6: back inside? I mean, it's tough when you, as I said before, when you play this well and you come out with nothing, it's so tough. And uh, but as you said, we have a game on Saturday. We have to forget this game and and, and take the positives and, and and go from there. What
1: do you think about his shot? No, he tees up, looking into the penalty area, and there's number four back in the team, back on the pitch and back on the score sheet.
2: Charlton Live. Welcome back to uh, Charlton Live. Big Match Preview. Johan there, uh, talking us through. Um, uh, well, after the after the game against um, uh, Preston on Tuesday, it's, um, he, as a personally for him as a player, he, he hasn't. I mean, no, no one has really. He hasn't really hit the heights that he did last season in any way, has he?
3: No, not. At all. I think he started the well, world really well. Um... Um, and, you know, there's it goes back to, uh, so, you know, some some people believe, you know, since the Iceland had a, obviously an amazing sort of qualifiers and ever since they've been qualified, he sort of took his foot off the gas, really. But, um, yeah, I can't really put my finger on it. I, I, I think it might go back to this, uh, what I said earlier in terms of he was easily sussed on that right-hand side where he'd always get, you know, he's not, the, he's not strongest on his right-hand side, on his right foot, sorry, so... He's not going to hug the touchline and go down and kite on in his right, even though he's done it a couple of times. Like the whole game, I think. It, no, it wasn't the whole game. There was a game anyway. He crossed. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, so he'll he'll come inside, and I think he got found out very easily. Um, which obviously they sort of nullified our threat. Which, to be fair, Joey is probably one of our biggest threats. So, um, yeah, I don't know. He's, you can tell. You can tell when his voice. That, you know that he's disappointed, and it makes a good point how hard it is when you play well. And you're not getting the results. Um, how difficult it is, but yeah. that's what we find ourselves in. And you know, we just got got to try and dig ourselves out of it yeah. and keep going.
2: He's quite a um, quite a straight talker, uh, Johan. Mm. And yeah, but you can t- you could tell he was uh, he, lo- he looked very disappointed when he came out. And uh, yeah, uh, right on to Twitter tonight. The world of Twitter. <laughs> if, um, I'm am a big fan of Twitter. There's uh, been a
3: few that quite made me laugh.
2: Yeah, it's uh, basically uh, Trump and card have decided. Uh, of, well let, let's start the story. When, when back in the day when everyone used to be happy um <laughs> uh, football for a fiver. I remember the the, the first football for a fiver game was against Barnsley, I think it is. I yeah. think it was against Barnsley. No, it was in League 1. Yeah, no, it was no, it was in League 1 actually. Bar- that's that's incorrect, fact for me. It was it was in League 1, then I can't f- for the life of me remember who was, it was, it was I think it was Exeter and we lost 3-1. That was it. But um basically um in the build up to the uh the football for a fiver games uh the the club media team would encourage um uh, everyone to try and help advertise the game, I and mean, you get plenty of things. You'd get things like um, uh, Charlton fans going out to stations, handing out leaflets, going around pubs, handing out leaflets. Just basically, I mean, I, I would invite my friends. I, I used to always bring a, a group of three or four mates to come down at least, uh, mm. to, you know, introduce them to the Rose of Denmark lot, and then uh, <laughs> and then take them to the game, even though they weren't Charlton fans, and they'd all enjoy it, and you know, they uh. Take interest in Charlton. these days. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dream of bringing one of my mates to Charlton because it's embarrassing. Mm. Um, and uh, obviously the club. The club used to do the trend, the uh, the trending attempt football for a fiver. Uh, they'd say six o'clock Friday or whatever day. We'd all we'd all tweet that hashtag as men. And then. Uh, We'd all try and come up with funny ones, and me and my me and my brother in particular really took this to heart. And we used to love trying to come up with funny ones and get get the best. And, and uh, we we used to get it trending around London. So imagine if you're on Twitter and you see this football for a fiver trending, you're going to click on it, and then you're going to go, "Oh, I can go down Charlton for a fiver on Saturday. I might do that." Yeah, that's that's why it used to be done, and it was a great community little thing that we that we do is so much fun. Yeah. Um, all that goodwill's been ebbed away now, hasn't it? And you imagine if the club tried to do that today, what would happen? What would you
3: think would happen? <laughs> um, we, I, I reckon it would go down like a, probably like a lead balloon. Yeah. Uh, I don't think, um, yeah, I don't think anyone would do it. I mean, yeah. if you look at the response on the alternative. Yeah. Well, there is an alternative fibre, yeah.
2: hashtag trending this evening. Chuck and card, the coalition against Roland Duchatelet, have, uh, had encouraged fans to, uh, partake in the protest for a fiver. uh, hashtag this evening trying to get that trending as as i speak at five to seven uh on thursday evening it's trending across london and i dare say it'll be trending across uh the Belgium. uk the uk in any in any <laughs> time soon um the, it's very similar to the the football for a fiver trending attempt uh people are using their uh creativity to come up with some funny things as well but this is um this has really taken off, and it just shows the the widespread um, unhappiness amongst the Cheltenham fans, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, and um, you like you said, there's some funny ones on there, and uh, this and there's some ones on there that are quite you know quite sincere in what they're saying. You know, I see a couple on there, and you just see people say you know protest for five because I used to enjoy going to see my friends and taking my kids to the football, which I don't now. And um, yeah, it's just a bit. It just, yeah, I don't know. So it's a bit. Awful, really, to read it. Um, and obviously the funnier ones make it a bit lighter. But, um, you know, people saying what they got to say and obviously it's getting the message out there. You know, people aren't happy. And I don't actually know what it entails. I, is it just the boycott of the game or is it just the, the, just the, just on, the hashtag? On, just on to Saturday, get,
2: yeah, there's no, no, there's no boycott of the game. They are encouraging fans to buy your £5 ticket and to come to the game and then to be involved oh, okay, in, a, in what I believe is going to be an absolutely massive protest outside the West Stand at 5 mm. o'clock. Um, obviously, card card do this thing where they reveal a protest at midday on, on Saturday, the game. Yeah. yeah, so that'd be quite interesting because uh, you know, uh, no, no one knows what the the twist is going to be this time. It's Pinocchio Day a couple of weeks ago. You've had Banner Day. Uh, there's been all sorts of things. No, yeah. Don't buy any food. That sort of stuff. Uh, building up. Obviously, it's quite hard. Uh, card um, clearly they have to they have to remain within the law because if they're out there encouraging people to do stupid like unlawful things and they're they're the ones who could get in trouble for it. So um you understand why I know some people will be sitting there saying, Oh, they should be showing they should be telling us to set people on fire and stuff. It's like, no, that's not how it works. Obviously <laughs> that's that would be ridiculous. Um yeah. it's gotta be it's gotta be productive. Mm. Uh, and that's what they're doing and anyone who questions that sort of thing, well look look who's got the media attention. There's been so much media attention of Chump Card. Um obviously on more important places in this show, there's been in, in every national newspaper has spoken about Charlton card. Uh, we saw during the week that they encouraged a, uh, a drinks company called Coco, uh, who do some sort of coconut energy drink to, they, to, uh, ensure that they do not enter into a partnership with the the club in terms Mm -hmm. of a financial backing of the club. And the, the, uh, uh, the company came out and said that they were sort of thinking about it, but now they've seen the the level of unhappiness that they're definitely not going to. And it shows the power that the fans have—a power that's been uh, underestimated time and time again. You know, it's not two percent, is it? It shows us the power of this angry fan base. Um, and uh, certainly, I've seen I've seen this phrase used on the uh, the forum a couple of times. They've picked the wrong club to mess with, haven't they?
3: Yeah, I mean, especially uh, especially especially with. Um you know, the history and you know, how some people uh, fought for this club, you know, to get back to the Valley and stuff. You know, we've got quite resilient fans, I think, so. And um, they've obviously, they have done a boo-boo, I think, of trying to do what they're doing, this experiment they're doing, and it's obviously not working. Um, and, yeah, and it's, thankfully, we do have a bunch of fans who um, who care about the club and, and only want what, what's right for it. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, it seems to be going... Far and wide, um, every sort of manager you sort of press us, But I heard uh, the um, what's the match preview th- thing from what's his name Brian McDermott. Yeah, and he, you know he mentions you know there's all sorts going wrong there. So it's 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 common knowledge to everyone. You know what's going on. So it'd be interesting to see how you know what happens on Saturday and you know what they've got planned next. And like you said, obviously anyone sort of saying about doing anything against the law obviously it's not going to help it's only going to sort of hinder uh, the protests and everyone's going to get told with the same brush which we don't really want
2: yeah excellent stuff right let's um let's look ahead to uh, saturday's protest for a a game against mm. uh reading um the uh, jose riga uh, didn't do a press day again but he did speak to the club's media teams so we've got the audio of jose chatting to george jones looking ahead to this saturday's game with reading
7: Jose, we're back at home on Saturday when we welcome Reading to the Valley. Um, how have we been preparing for that game, given that we had a game on Tuesday? It's been a very busy week, hasn't
5: it? Yeah, sure. Um, but first of all, of course, with our two player Jared on, on, on uh, Tuesday, Jordan and, uh, of course, Chris, um, it's still we are not sure that they can be part of the next game. So we, we make a daily assessment to see what can be the the possibilities but unfortunately I'm not sure that uh, we can have both for, for the next game because we have a short time between two games. For the other one a uh, situation for Patrick Bower Ahmed Kashi, they are still working individually uh, Alu Diara is training with us today, he, he got an infection in still so he cannot train all the week but today he was part of the training session so it's also a good thing. Um, yeah, for the rest, we, we try just to manage in a way that we can we can compete uh, three times a week uh, and just preparing the next game as yes, we have to prepare it. How,
7: do, how does preparation change? when you do have a Tuesday game? Is, there, is it more video meeting related? Do you, you still out there? Yeah, we Maybe can. Not? We
5: cannot, of course not with the player who play. we cannot really work on the same way because we don't have a full week, so it's more about discussion, debriefing, briefing, uh, and with the other players, even we train each day, it's also having the good load because, of course, uh, we we have players that maybe will start in the eleven. So again, it's yeah we have to manage all this just to have everybody as fit as possible for for competing the next game.
7: Reading on Saturday had a, a good win in midweek. What what kind of game are we expecting from them?
5: Uh, sure, a difficult one. It's it's a very good team. I think when you see individually those players. They have very competitive squad. Um, they get some very good result at this moment uh, at the level regarding their qualities. But um, of course, um, we don't have any choice. I mean, we are not looking uh, who will be the next opponent. We are just looking that what can be the the solution to get the win that we we all expect. So even we we have to face with concurrent with. Yeah, with a lot of qualities. I think we have also enough qualities to to compete and to, to 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 be able to achieve what we all hope and and to get a win. We did 12 against Cardiff. Cardiff is also a big team. Well, um, yeah. we we are able to do it. And and I repeat, we have no choice because we we each game is so much important for us that it's not depending on the opponent
7: looking back to Tuesday we went with about three from the start at Preston a system that worked very well in the first half is that something that we can see again on Saturday
5: uh, it means more that I have an option more it uh, doesn't mean that we will do it again it's also depending of the opponent on what can be the best solution to, to face with the next opponent what can be the, f- the best solution first for our team how we feel more comfortable and more efficient. And it's clear that we did very well. Uh, I think the first half, we, we, we cannot see that there was a team fighting for relegation, I think, and certainly not uh, Charlton. So we, were, we, we had the control of the game. We just missed the opportunities that we get, for example, in the first quarter. We were not enough performing in the two boxes. And certainly, we have to to avoid this kind of mistakes again on set pieces. But for the rest, my my concern, my frustration is that we did well about the game, but we we are not able to take at least even one point. And also because at the second half, I have again to face with some players injured, and yeah, my, my plan was completely changed, about also the changes that I was preparing to do in the second half, so the second time or third time that it can happen, so it frustrated me a lot, but we have to take the lessons we have to take from this game, and again, we are able to to play, to control So now we have to to be performing in all the aspects of the game. We need, we need. And of course, avoid this kind of mistakes, this this kind of lack of concentration. We all like to to perform during 94, 95 minutes, as we have to do.
7: Although we were beaten on Tuesday, does does the performance that night, I mean, and on Saturday at Fulham, give us hope that that we can still get ourselves in our trouble? Because as you said there
5: a lot of things happen yeah sure sure I mean we know that we we have at this moment everything against us just because of our situation it's always the same story Uh, we have more injuries than normal we have now a red card that of course we we don't have to have more problems than the one we have already Um, but at the end I mean if we can we can avoid this kind of big mistakes and we can keep going in the way we play. Uh, the, the confidence will grow through the team, individually and collectively, because we, we did the job. Just that we need to do even more because we need this kind of, of good game from the first second until the last second. We have to be performing. We, we are not allowed even for a few seconds to be out of any game, because then we will be punished. It's our situation. But again, I repeat uh, what I saw the last game. Let me thinking. Let me believing that we we can we can get a win and with the first win everything can change. So it's about us. It's about us. We have to to think that all together we, we can still doing it and and there are many stories in football that uh, can show us that it's, it's possible. It's possible. Of course, game after game, it's more difficult. We know all. Well. But it's not like from game I can take nothing from. No, it's not this situation. We have always something to... We can speak about in a positive way. And now, I repeat, it's about being consistent. 95 minutes... Uh, perform like a like a team, defensively, offensively. Forget the mistakes. Be be committed. And why not again? Be able to get this win at home. At home. It means at home all together. And yeah, I still believe believe because there are reasons to believe that we can we can achieve what we want to achieve.
2: There's Jose there, still has reasons to believe that we can achieve what we want to uh, achieve, <clears throat> can we?
3: He's got to say that, hasn't he? He can't come and say, oh yeah, we we're releg- relegate now, so yeah, we'll just have a little up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously he's still beating the same drum, which he has to, you know, and I don't blame Jose for it. But um, yeah, he, he's got to try and keep it optimistic as much as possible. He, he
2: admitted after the Fulham game that he'd underestimated the size of the task he was taking on when he came
3: back to the club. Yeah, he's probably because he probably didn't realise how oh, uh, rubbish some, <laughs> some of the <laughs> nearly and uh, so, rubbish some of the players are uh, that we have sort of brought in. Uh, maybe not even in technical terms, just in terms of fitness. So, You know, we've we've got uh, fitness
2: and, and perhaps character, character, perhaps leaders, yeah, anything.
3: Yeah. You know, and, and, and he probably did underestimate it. And mm. um, but you know, it's the hand he's been dealt, and he's obviously got to try and win win a game. Now, Somewhere down the line.
2: A man who has hatfuls of character is returning to the valley on Saturday. Yan Kermigant, mm. uh, one of the first people out the door when, when Roland turned up a, a couple of years ago. Um, Oh, went off to Bournemouth, uh, scored about eight i think scored eighteen goals i think mm. for, for Bournemouth before um, hasn't didn't quite cut it at Premier League level as far as they were concerned but mm. i mean he is one of the best stri- strikers in the championship we were so lucky to have him mm. uh, and now he's uh, he's playing his trade at Reading who um hasn 't scored his first goal yet but i i'm, I'm so <laughs> well if he's uh, if our defending from corners is anything like what it has been and we knew, we knew how good he was at defending corners for us yeah that means he'd probably be reasonably decent at attacking them as well didn't he? his first uh, first uh, Touch against Sheffield United that day was a, a header, yeah, header was yeah. from a corner to score. Yeah. Uh, he was uh, he was in the on the getreading.co.uk website today. It's getreading.co.uk if you want to read this. Uh, and uh, they asked him about uh, about his time, about what he makes of uh, of Charlton, and uh, he said, "I'm gutted." Uh, I think they have wasted the club. When I was there, I didn't really want to leave. At first, I wanted to sign a new deal and spend spend a longer time with the club. But in my first meeting with the new owners, I found out things were really different. They had a vision which, for me, was completely deluded. They didn't know too much about football. I felt like they were wrong and the club would be in trouble because that is not how football works. It's different to run a business and a football club. It looked to me like their position was a bit weird. Weird. Oh. As weird as a, that, the Charlton yeah. <laughs> fan. Uh, I can see now, two years after where they are, and I think it was the right decision to leave. I can't see them now not being relegated at the mm. end of the season. And that's, that's. I mean, that is absolutely damning yeah. from from Jan and you know and you know Jan is an absolute hero to Charlton fans, and they're going to hang on hang on to his every word, aren't they?
3: Yeah, exactly. And I, I've never I've never seen Jan play against us. I've not brought myself to do it um, every time he's come here. So um, yeah, I mean, what he said. Um, in terms of, you know, what he said about, you know, the whole regime and stuff, it's interesting that him and my and probably what, another two or three people have said similar things about the whole uh, club and how it's being run, um, and it all sorts, sort of reconciles together what they're all saying, apart from, the, obviously, the... Uh, uh, owners ownership at the moment they're the only ones going against the grain and saying it's completely wrong and what he's come out and said as well as cp and alex dyer and co so um yeah. I mean, there's, exactly. the, the, the list there's
2: almost endless people have come out and spoken yeah. against this regime since mm. um you know and, and that's not usual that like, you don't get no. that normally at a football club i mean i don't know look at players who left us during a period brian hughes didn't come out and slag the club off did he you no. know players players that just left and just moved on there's no need for it when a club's being well run. I don't know why. I, I wonder why pick Brian Hughes out of all the names? I was going to so, yeah. say
3: that anyone you could have picked. So you said Brian I Hughes. Was, I was
2: looking for a journeyman and I found one. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it, it's, you, don't, you don't. People don't come out and talk against the club. I mean, this club has a special hold on people. People love this club when they come and play for it because the the story about the valley is so special. Mm. You know, the valley party. The fans are great. I mean, obviously we're biased talking about that as Cheltenham fans, but we're great. You know yeah. the um, the, the, there's a speci- there's just a special aura around this place, mm. uh, and when people leave, they want to come back and they want to talk and they want to praise you. You never hear a uh, a fan come out and talk badly about the, uh, sorry, a player come out and talk badly about the fans after they leave, and you still don't. But you're hearing them talking about these owners.
3: Yeah, I mean, you, you go back to players. You go back, uh, you go back to ex-managers and uh, players, British players, overseas players. Never uh, had nothing else but nice things to say about the club and. In the last sort of two years, maybe a little bit longer, maybe you've had sort of, you know, they're not even just sort of sour grapes disgruntled ex-employees. They're 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 proper sort of coaches and players all coming out, you know, banging the same drum. the
2: the only other club where you see where I I can remember hearing that sort of thing recently is Blackpool there was uh, interviews with Lee Clark in the Guardian I think after he left Blackpool it's the only other club and you know Blackpool is seen as an absolute laughing stock
3: I mean that's what I mean Leeds are in a a load of uh, old Codswallop at the moment but uh, you know you don't see anything like that at the moment coming from Leeds Um, so it's just it's just weird it's just strange and you know he's come out and he's got a voice now because he's not here and he's not an employee so and um, again it it goes back to it's a match you know it reconciles what everyone else is saying and you know he'll be here on Saturday he'll probably score no doubt Mm -hmm. I I reckon probably 50% of everyone's going to put a tenor on him to score the first goal which he probably will um and yeah and, but he'll get a great reception regardless yeah. whether he starts come on for five minutes or if he don't get on, a, get on at all he'll still get a great reception sure. and rightly so
2: Just notice actually that BBC Sport have run the, uh, the Kermigan story as well Head, <laughs> headline on the front page of the BBC football website Jan Kermigsen criticises Charlton owner Roland Duchatelet he describes <sighs> him as deluded wow. I mean how many, how many times do these people need to be on the front page of the BBC Sport on the back pages of the newspapers before they realise that what they're doing they're trying to reinvent football in this country it's not <laughs> going to work
3: no, but obviously they still <laughs> they still think it is, and I don't know. I just I just hope something sort of comes about because it, surely, surely the amount of sort of exposure they're getting, not just even in terms of this club, just as their, you know, just as their profession. I mean, Catriona's still quite young, to be fair. She's what early thirties, late twenties, isn't she? Something stupid. So this ain't really going to do a great great job for her CV, the publicity sort yeah. of side of thing, and obviously Roland's still got an empire that he still wants to run and so I don't know maybe it is going to take its toll soon which I think everyone's hoping but um, yeah I don't know like you said it's just a never ending story there's always someone coming out that would work to sort of whistle blow and more, more so if it's all along the same lines which is, yeah. seems to be the case
2: right Reading, uh are on a cracking run of form haven't they they've lost 1 in 8 including beating the Premier League Uh, West Brom in the FA Cup. They lost to Ipswich uh, at the start of the month, but since then, their last couple, they beat Rotherham, beat West Brom. Draws with Burnley and Wolves, who are reasonable teams at at this level. Um, uh, And yeah, beat Huddersfield 5-2 in in the FA Cup. I mean, you know, the the fixtures don't get any easier. I mean, I remember Carol Fry trying to use, after we lost to Burnley, trying to use the excuse that we played a lot of difficult teams. We're playing championship teams because we're currently in the championship. Next season you won't be able to use that excuse when we're playing the likes of Burton Albion. But, you know, mm. as it stands, we are playing difficult, we are playing, there's no easy game in the Championship, yeah. As we, apart from us, obviously, but as, as we found out.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone says, you know, everyone says, the in prem, when you're a Premiership team or not, Championship is the hardest league in, you know, one of the hardest leagues. But at the same time, anyone can beat anyone, whether you're top or bottom. So I don't, yeah, you can say you're playing against difficult teams, but, you're 11 v 11 at the end of the day and you know Redding are they are in a bit of good form to be fair I mean they've only lost what two this calendar year but they don't concede many goals so I don't know it's it's they you know they're like you said they beat West Brom so they and they just recently beat Rotherham but they're going to be in a higher. you know they haven't lost since you know Ipswich but it's going to be a very difficult game I don't see many goals but um hopefully we can nick something or we'll have a bit of luck hopefully we have a bit of luck going our way this time instead yeah. of the other way because i think that's what we need. we need like a dodgy penalty or something or a handball yeah. or something just something so we can cling on to because as soon as like we said earlier as soon as we go one down it's game over that's what it's closed
2: what, yeah that's what it, it seems to have been uh numerous times over uh sort of recent times you try and look at the the team i think cousins went off injured uh Jose mentioned on uh Tuesday that they, they were going to check on the fitness of Jacko Solly cousins so we don't know how how fit these people are going to be i mean uh I wonder if he will revert to four at the back cuz I'm not sure if Redden will be playing the three at the back like like uh like Preston did
3: um it depends on bodies doesn't it yeah, it really does We're missing
2: out Harry Lennon now so it probably means yeah. a sign place for Rojo yeah
3: uh but yeah possibly i mean depend I know Chris uh Solly's um touch and go is he i think um so, yeah, it all depends. I mean, you've got... So, who have we got? We've got Fox, Rojo, George. Who's the sub? Centre-half?
2: Uh, you've got to haven't you, as well? It, Tichero, Tichero probably Rojo, starting, yeah. and that's
3: it? Yeah. So, that's yeah, it would be 4-4-2. Four, four, unless he's going to put Fox in a three. Unless Fox, I'm missing yeah. another yeah. centre-half somewhere. Yeah. Rod, Rod, Rod can play there, apparently. Yeah. But, again, it all depends on bodies, doesn't it? But, I mean, yeah, it looks like it'll be a 4, four 2 um, uh, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what yeah. he does.
2: Adam Ola-Lutman chance uh, to, uh, to to start up front again, like you did on Saturday. We, we should mention he's signed a four-year deal. Yeah. Um, that's a, a good deal for us. I mean, Tom uh, texts us in saying to, to mention that uh, mm. to congratulate. I mean, it's good. It's, it's good for us that he's staying. I guess. Yeah. Uh, if indeed he does stay beyond the summer, of course he could. He could still go. I mean, Scott Parker signed a contract and then left not long after. Yeah. But um, you know, he's been a, a bit of a bright spark.
3: Yeah, I oh know exactly, and he, he said in his interview that he owes a, owes the club a lot. So, how much that um, you know if that bears fruit or not, I don't know. But if the if someone comes in, comes in with a silly offer, you know what's going to happen. So, um, hopefully, we can see him next year because I think he'll be absolutely lethal in that in that league one. I think yeah. I, I really do. If he has let's the right get, players around, He's getting him, closer
2: but. and closer to the the Sunday League that he was he was playing <laughs> in about a year ago. But yeah, he'll, he'll be finding the we find that a piece of a uh, well very easy. Uh, right, let, let's get some predictions in. What's your your prediction for this Saturday?
3: Um, okay, well I'm going to go with a one 0 draw. One 0 draw. Yeah? Yeah, I was going say I was going to say one 0 but yeah, no. Uh, one 0 I'm going to go with i'm gonna go for an addy goal yeah we'll go one nil down and addy are coming celebrate but, his four yeah. year
2: contract celebrate yeah that's the one right. yeah right tom isn't here so yeah. we've decided we're going to ask siri instead yeah. let's so, see if
3: this works yeah here we go right, hang on here we go will charlton beat reading on saturday apparently the odds favor reading over charlton athletic by zero and a half goals <laughs> so it's <this> gonna <could> be zero <laughs> point five. So the
2: odds favour we're gonna lose by half a goal to nil. That would just be that would just be our luck, wouldn't it? That'd we, be an
3: improvement. It, it would be actually, yeah.
2: Wouldn't affect the goal difference as badly as, as a one nil would. <laughs> uh, Tom did actually tweet, uh, text in. He, he says we're going. He's going for a two one defeat. Uh, unless we're not doing defeats, in which case a four nil win. We, we do. That's defeat.
3: a contrast, isn't it? That yeah. a big contrast. Yeah,
2: we we do do defeats these days. I'm gonna go for a uh, a two nil defeat. Uh, I think Reddin will be able to grind one out, uh, get a goal just for a half-time and then finish us off on the break uh, towards the end. Right, um, protest for a five-a-day on Saturday, guys. Join in, do what you need to do, uh, and uh, then tune in to live Chart1Live, uh, chart on Sunday evening, where we're... Um Uh, we'll be looking back at that game against Reading we'll hear from Jose we'll hear from maybe a Charlton player if we win I'm going to do my damnedest because I'm in that tunnel on Saturday I'm going to do my damnedest to speak to a Reading player as well and you'll
3: I'm sure you'll be able (laughs) to guess Ray and Murray. yeah yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm sure you'll be able to guess which one I'm going to try and get hold of uh, we'll see what he says, uh, Nate. Thanks for for coming and joining us here on the big match preview.
3: No eyes, mate. Hopefully, three points.
2: Yeah, it's been a, it's been a longer than normal big match preview today. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, well, let's just turn up and protest, eh? Good luck. <laughs>